The Conspiracy Podcast contains strong language, sexual situations, adult themes, and violence. Basically all the good stuff. Thanks for listening. about Denver in the West, freedom, a sense of wilderness, natural beauty, and most of all, determination. It, it, it has so much energy that is controlled within it. While not everyone has expressed that they are fond of this aesthetic, no one can deny the strength of this statement. It will forever incite dialogue, provoke dialogue and discussion. Those eyes are what put the wild in, in, in the Wild West. Many times those eyes are perceived as warding off evil spirits. And certainly if there's one place we want to make sure we have no evil spirits, it's right close to an airport. Hello, everyone. Welcome cult enthusiasts, shape-shifting lizard aliens who make up the upper echelons of the New World Order, Nazi concentration camp guards, members of the Illuminati, aliens, singing gargoyles, or anyone who enjoys learning about these things. Welcome to the latest episode of Conspiracy, the podcast where we love to talk about very weird things, and this time, conspiracies, which fits because that's almost our name. Hi, I'm your host, Renee. That was beautiful, Renee. That was amazing. I loved it. Thank you. I'm Katie, if you can't tell. <laughs> and there's actually one more per- one more host below me downstairs in hell. Hi, hello, it's Lucifer. How are you? <laughs> oh, very, very fitting since today we'll be talking about Lucifer, my new Lord and Savior. Um, yeah, but anywho, this is Elizabeth. It's so nice to be back. In the in the uh, home of Katie and Sean. I know. I'm so jealous. I've done, like, very little decorating for Halloween. I have some skull candles and a pumpkin on my mantle, and then I've kind of decorated my office some, but that is it. I've got to step it up to match the Katie and Sean game as far as Halloween decorating goes. Well, you know, we could come decorate it for <laughs> you. We could. I am very worried I would be like asleep and I would wake up and there would be like those spider cobwebs in the shape of penises all over my bushes outside. Or, and you guys would just like, oh, no, stay. That's why I keep all my doors and windows locked. It's not because of strangers. It's because of me and Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. That's why I have an extra guard dog right now. Yes. Henry Zabrowski. Mr. Stinky Henry. He's I love him. I love him so much more now that he does not have any testicles. He still, however, has a ball sack for some reason, which I am not a fan of. (laughs) However, he has calmed down. (laughs) I'm sorry. That just really got me because when my cat got fixed, he still had balls and I took him back and I was like, 
I thought you were supposed to fix him. And they were like, yeah, they have balls. It's 2020. We don't have to take their balls away and cauterize them. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah, like, yeah, I was, I was very upset because I took him to like the clinic to get, you know, neutered and Kat picked him up. And when she brought him home, I looked and I was like, there's like, did they couldn't just like sew it flat? <laughs> like, like it's still, it's just deflated because there's nothing in it. Is it for posterity? Like, oh, so he can keep some of his confidence? It's right. When he turns around, he looks in the hallway mirror. He's like, ooh, I still got it. He's like, uh-uh, slap that against my legs. Oh, but now he has his little green tattoo on his inner thigh. So everyone in my household has a tattoo. Aw. Oh, you do? Now when they spay and neuter dogs, they give them a little, I don't know if they do it for cats, but for they dogs, do. they give them a little green line tattooed um, on their bellies or on their legs. So if somebody else finds them, they'll know that they've already been altered. Aw. So, yeah. So Zelda has one. Scout has one, and now Henry has one. And we are currently looking for a home for him. So if you live in the Atlanta area and you would like a spunky little rambunctious boxer who might be between 8 and 11 months old. Just DM the podcast Instagram. She didn't finish her sentence, but I got it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just shoot us. You know, DM <laughs> the podcast. Shoot us an email. Bat signal up in the air. Drive down the road I live on and shout, "Give me that boxer, you dyke!" And you know he's all yours. <laughs> oh man! Okay, well, <laughs> while we get rid of the only balls in Renee's house, uh, Katie, how are you doing? Uh, I can't remember if we started homeschooling when we recorded the last one, but um, barely started homeschooling, and uh, it's. It's been a wild ride. Okay. <laughs> Becoming a teacher is slightly overwhelming, but also slightly, like, not slightly, very enjoyable. Um, basically being like, fuck, I don't really have to follow his lesson plans. I can just make my own shit up on a daily basis. Like today, we uh, he watched a video on RBG, RIP. Um, yeah. So he learned about her. And how amazing she was. Um, yeah. It's, it's been fun. Um, except for the lazy one who... At least he's learning sign language. Mm-hmm. He's learning his ABCs in sign language. Which is really... I feel like you had so much to tell us, Liz. I need to hear all of it. Well, the most important thing that I need to tell you is that today, for the first time in 26 years, one of my lifelong dreams... Has come true, and I touched a squirrel. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Is this a, wait? What? How? Why? Okay, so I was at work and I was decorating for fall, and I was putting these like glittery pumpkins out on the steps, and one of them like fell into this like ivy bush thing that we have next to the stairs. So I bent over to pick up this pumpkin. And I'm pretty sure I like woke up a napping squirrel because all of a sudden <laughs> the squirrel just goes flying at me and just sits there for a second, staring me in my eyes and I'm staring it in its eyes and I start screaming and then it like 
moved down my leg and I like touched it to like shoo it off and then it just ran away and it was the most magical moment I've ever had. That's adorable. Yeah, you're like Snow White. I know. Well, I want to be a Pocahontas, obviously, for obvious reasons, but I'll take it. (laughs) Well, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, 13 and colonized by vagina by a white man, but, you know, I would like to talk to raccoons and squirrels. Um, But anyways, in current events, have we all seen The Social Dilemma? No, I have not. Okay, well, you guys need to watch it. It's, like, really weird and creepy and, like, fucked up. Like, obviously, we know that the media and social media is, like, not our friend, but it's on Netflix, and it's, like, these higher-ups from Google and Pinterest and Twitter and Facebook who all used to be, like, in charge of shit, and then when social media started getting really big, they were like, whoa, like we're crossing ethical and moral lines and like they stepped down and now they do like press conferences or something where they like talk about all the dangers of like technology and it's so crazy. I saw like the trailer for it and it looked it kind of freaked me out and I was like I don't want I don't know. I'm good. I already know how much my telephone's listening to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Giant dildos. I'm going to see if maybe I'll get an ad for giant dildos on my phone later. Oh my God. Um, I actually had my Facebook deactivated for a long time, and I only reactivated it to put up a post about uh, Stinky Henry. So once we find a foster home for him, I'll be deactivating it again. And yes, I know Instagram is also owned by Mark Zuckerberg, but I like to lie to myself because I need something. I get that. Well, it was really good. I'll have to watch it. It might terrify me, but... Well, you know me, and everything terrifies me. And it actually didn't, like, super terrify me. I feel like I knew most of those things. But there's, like, some dramatized scenes and stuff. And it really was, like, a little eerie. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. fine, but I feel like my kids, if I have them, will not be fine. Oh, shit. It was just really weird and eerie. But it also kind of seemed like 70% fear-mongering. To be honest. Probably. Like they were a little bitter. Maybe a situation similar to like the Winklevoss twins where they uh, Bless you. They were kicked out of Facebook and then it got really famous. So maybe some of these people are a little salty. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Or it's like maybe they didn't quit. Maybe they were like edged out and then they were like, this is bad. Well, you know how much Silicon Valley loves edging. So... <laughs> Why did I know you were gonna say something about that? <laughs> Yellow. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to say, which has nothing to do with myself, did either of you see that Dane Cook, whether he is or is not canceled, is still up for debate? Did Did you guys see that he brought all these celebrities together for charity to do a table read of Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yes. Did you watch it? It was amazing. I watched all oh, 59 minutes of it. My God. First Shia all, LaBeouf. Yes. Oh, man. He was a trip. He was Sean was Penn involved? Was- yes, yeah. he was. And oh, Okay. Well, there's two reasons for me to not watch it, but it sounds great. Aww. Brad Pitt and, Ange- and uh, fucking Jennifer Aniston in the oh beginning when they said hi to she each other. Like, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's like, how oh, are you? Hey, Aniston. <laughs> 
And she was like, hi, Pitt, honey, how are you? And my vagina was like tingling. <laughs> Julia Roberts was there. Ray, Lolita, Ray Lolito, however. Leota. Leota, Lolito, same thing. Um, oh my God. Morgan Freeman narrated all the oh sexual God, parts. I loved it. It was so good. And Shia LaBeouf was in character the whole time. And all I have to say is I felt like a proud mom because <laughs> you could tell that all of these like older celebrities like Julie Roberts and like Sean Penn, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, they were like in awe of Shia LaBeouf. And I was like, this is so nice. Yeah. She was only like, fully in character and like committed to being Spicoli. And it was everything. Wait, if he was Spicoli, then why was Sean Penn there? He was like the um Who was he? He was Wow, I'm brain dead. He only uh, he only had like one line. Yeah, I think he was just there to say he was there. So like if you wanna watch it, you, you don't really see him. Why don't you like Sean Penn? And Dan Cook wasn't actually involved. He just put it on. I mean, despite the fact that when Sean Penn was dating Madonna, he tied her to a chair and beat her mercilessly for two oh, solid God. weeks. Um, he what? also, you got, yeah, nobody knows the story. Nobody knows the story. He, when he was, here? it's not difficult to find out about it. I'm not being shady. I'm just like, how have I never heard about this? I love Madonna. I feel like I would have known. Yeah. I I think it's one of those things that people don't talk about because people like Madonna is one of those people that, because of the persona she puts she puts forward she's not somebody you want to protect or like stand up for if that makes sense you know um so yeah yeah when she was dating sean penn in the late 80s he tied her to a chair and beat the shit out of her for i think two weeks before letting her go. Oh my god. What the fuck? And if that if that wasn't enough, he also is um a really shitty person when it comes to his charities. Like when he went to Haiti, he basically did nothing to help anybody. He just went around filming himself in the destruction of Haiti and then left. So, yeah, Sean Penn is not a good person. He's never been a good person. Um he just hides behind the facade of being a philanthropist when he's really a full-on rapist. Yep, Liz is crying. I'm not crying. It's just everything I said for the last 30 minutes is moot. So yeah, we could just talk <laughs> <to the> airport. <laughs> no, nothing. No, like, I I do think it's, as uh, no matter how I feel about Dane Cook and his propensity for dating women who weren't even alive when he was in middle school. You know, the fact that he did a charity thing is really great. And uh, I love Shia LaBeouf. I think Shia LaBeouf is one of the most underrated actors today. And I love the redemption arc he's been on for like the past five years. So it's good to see him getting some recognition. Yeah, he did great. You should at least watch it for him. I was going to say, just fast forward, you know, it's cute to see all the old celebrities back together. It's like, if you like fast times, you're going to love it. Um, But yeah, that's all I had to say. And everything's great. Work sucks, the world sucks, and I'm ready to talk about underground aliens. <laughs> when the world sucks, there's always underground aliens to talk about. What, are, we, are we going to say what we're drinking? Oh. Sure. Liz, what are you drinking? Water. <laughs> but, I mean, that's like, <laughs> it's like that thing, you know, is to talk about what we're drinking. So True. What about you, Renee? I am drinking mineral water. With fresh cut lemon. 
I'm drinking a peppermint and black currant tea. And I'm holding them up as I'm saying them, as if you guys can see. I can hear you putting them down. (laughs) And then I'm drinking a can of Starbucks Nitro Cold Brew because I was too lazy to to make more coffee. So I had to... I had to run to the gas station to get some wraps for cats, so I just grabbed myself a nitro cold brew. Damn, at nine thirty at night, crazy mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah, I have ADHD, so like I'm just gonna go right to sleep. Oh, that's what's happening to me now. That's what's happened to me in quarantine. I have just been like seeing more and more posts that are like, oh, common signs of ADHD, and every time I read them, I'm like, oh no, oh fuck. <laughs> So that's that's been my life for the past four or five months. Um, Katie, what are you drinking? I'm drinking San Pellegrino. Okay, it's like my third one this evening. All right, All right. Katie, let's get let's get us started. All right. So Liz and Renee, because I honestly had never heard about the Denver International Airport conspiracy thing until <laughs> this. So this is for Liz and Renee. Um, Thanks for taking me down this fun rabbit hole. So the Denver International Airport opened to the public on February 28th, 1995 um, in, you know, Denver, Colorado. Right away, people start like kind of having these theories about what exactly the airport is used for and why did they build this airport? Um, It, 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 became like this huge thing in Colorado to people in the Denver area to question it, which started a bunch of conspiracy theories. So I'm just going to kind of talk about a few of those conspiracy theories. There's so many out there. There's so many. It's like, it's it's not <laughs> just one giant, it's like one giant conspiracy theory with little tiny conspiracy theories built within it. It's so weird. Every single aspect of this airport has a theory behind it. It's bizarre. So one of the first ones I'm going to talk about, uh, uh, Freemasons and slash Illuminati, which those sometimes, sometimes, a lot of times are tied together as being one, but they're not one. They're separate. I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory and history on Freemasons. Uh, so Freemasons are one of the oldest secret societies in the world. They're basically a very large, very old fraternity. Just a bunch of old white dudes, you know. <laughs> um, the best kind. Exactly. You may recognize their symbol. It's like the little pyramid symbol with like the, the is it the letter G? Oh, yeah. It's a compass. Is that what it is? Yeah. So it's a mathematical compass. They were stonemasons initially. Right. So it's a tool they would have used when they were building. Which, you know, as some people say, it looks like the Illuminati symbol, but they're not the same mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> but they are connected yes. most of the time. These are a few of the people that have been a part of the Freemason Society. George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Winston Churchill, Mozart, Davy Crockett, Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Houdini, Gerald Ford, Henry Ford, John Wayne, Colonel Sanders, and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think most people know that Colonel Sanders is a real person. Or that your dad is a real person. Exactly. My dad is Colonel Sanders. No, I'm just kidding. No. Damn. (laughs) Get that chicken money. (laughs) 
Um, I have a really funny story, though, about my dad and the whole Freemason. I never really understood what the hell Freemason was. I remember as a child going to their lodges and like ours was in Riverdale. We would go to Riverdale. And when I took my driving test, uh, I did pretty good. But like he asked me this really stupid question about wearing a seatbelt in the car. I had my seatbelt on, but like the question was like a trick question thing. And I didn't understand what the fuck he was saying. I was like, you just have to wear a seatbelt. It was really weird. Of course, I totally sucked ass at parallel parking, but I am a pro at parallel parking now thanks to working in the city. Yeah, so I didn't do too hot. But then like one of the only good times that my dad was a parent. He took. He was the one that took me to get my uh, license. And when he shook the guy's hand, he saw his mace, his Freemason symbol ring. And they talked for like thirty minutes about it. And the guy passed me, basically because my dad and him were Freemasons. Hey man, get those get those benefits wherever you can. I'm a good driver though. Okay, I'm good. Trust me. Okay, can confirm. I've ridden in a car with Katie. She drives like an old lady, an angry old lady, cussing at everybody on the road. Okay. I also did ask my dad what his what degree of the Freemason masonry he's in. He's the thirty second, and he's been a master mason for thirty years. Oh, that's crazy! He's been a master mason for as long as I've been born. So Freemason is a pretty uh, intriguing secret society. It's basically a bunch of men who are a part of the society. You have to petition to a local lodge to join. You have to be an upstanding citizen. Don't know how my dad fooled them, and believe in a higher supreme. After that, there's a vote to determine if you qualify to be part of the lodge in this society. And if you're voted in, you have three degrees to go through. Entered apprentice degree, fellow craft degree, and master mason degree. The first degree is the petition to join. You have qualifications to even petition to join. You have to be phys- you have to have physical, moral, and spiritual parts of yourself that you want to work on, I guess. Okay. The fellow craft degree symbolizes adulthood and a man's responsibility in his life. In the second degree, man is to understand who he is, his character, and what good he's doing for society. In the third and final degree, Master Mason man has become aware of and embraces his spiritual journey he's created throughout life. So how does this crazy secret of long-term society tie into the Denver International Airport, and why do people put them in the same category as the Illuminati? Katie, what does this group have to do with the Denver Airport, and how does it tie into the Illuminati? I'm getting there! Okay, I was just wondering. I told you I was going to give a little backstory. No, I, I said that because of what you oh said. <laughs> oh, you're answering my question. I am dead. Because <laughs> you were like, people wouldn't. Yeah, I know. You were like, if you're wondering, da 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 da. I was like, oh, yeah, I am wondering. <laughs> Let me ask. God damn it. <laughs> I was I was yes anding you. Oh man. Okay. Well, well, Renee. First, we have to talk about Beyonce. Always part oh, of sorry. the Illuminati. <laughs> Just oh my god. So Bavarian Illuminati was a secret society that only lasted for a decade, from 1776 to 1785. The founder was Adam Weishaupt, and in the same sense as Freemasonry. They believed in a higher power, higher self. They had some bizarre rituals and ideals. Their symbol was an owl. To avoid being identified by others, they used pseudonyms, and they didn't trust anybody over the age of 30. Sorry, Renee. Shoot. Oh, damn. I'm the only one here over 30. Katie, you got... Katie, you have a month and a day. (laughs) This is like Illuminati. 
<laughs> so after- baby Liz. <laughs> <laughs> so after the Illuminati was no longer, conspiracy theories about the Illuminati started almost immediately after they disbanded. One of the first ones was that the Illuminati infiltrated the Freemasons. Here's how they kind of tie in together because that's where people were like, Freemasons, Illuminati, same. They took over. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> inside the Denver International Airport at the airport's south entrance is a plaque. The plaque is dated March 19th, 1994, and it contains a, t- a time capsule with the Freemason symbol on it. Not only is the Freemason symbol symbol on the plaque, but there's also a, fr- a reference to the New World Airport Commission. The New World Airport Commission is said to not exist, but it did exist in 1994. The theory is that the Freemasons basically control everything that happens within the port, within the airport. Everything coming and going is basically controlled by this secret society in the world. This one airport in the entire world. (laughs) So on the same plaque, uh, there's a Braille tablet that comes out of the plaque. Rumors are that if you touch the tablet in the right way, it sends messages to aliens. Nice. (laughs) The ceremony that happened back in 1994 before the opening of the airport took two hours. And they not only revealed the plaque in the time capsule, but they also had Masonic rituals to celebrate the airport. A reporter who was at the ceremony had this to say about the mayor of Denver. Some of the hundreds of Masons on hand seem surprised to learn that Mayor Wellington Webb is Brother Webb, which is a reference to the then mayor's membership in the organization. Yet there he stood in his white apron, traditional garb of the Grand Lodge of Freemasons. Illuminati apparently also has its headquarters at the Denver International Airport. The theory is when the original building uh, for the airport it kind of got like screwed up along the way of construction. But and so instead of tearing it down, they started from scratch and they just built on top of the mistake. Essentially they were doing happy trees. Aw, you make a mistake. You just turn it into happy little trees. <laughs> so this created a super crazy giant secret maze basically throughout the airport for the Illuminati to hold their meetings. Became the headquarters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is fucking hilarious. You got Freemasons, you got Illuminati, and then now we also got the New World Order. Um, So not only are the Freemasons tied to conspiracy theories with the Illuminati, but the New World Order is also tied to the Freemasons. What is the New World Order? Hey, Katie, what's the New World Order? (laughs) Well, it's just another conspiracy theory. Basically. Nice. It's another secret group. Except this secret group has an elite leader who is trying for a totalitarian world government. Basically, whoever this elite leader is would eventually rule over the world. You know, it's like our favorite duo. What do you want to do today, Brain? The same thing we do every day, Pinky. <laughs> Try to take over the world. Every time you hear somebody say the word globalists, like we have to watch out for globalists, that's the new term for the new world order. <sighs> Why are we saying yes to the new world order? <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> and I will leave this house right now because I feel unsafe. <laughs> In the early 1990s, there were two ideas of who was part of the new world order. Militantly anti-government right and fundamentalist Christians who were worried about the emergence of the Antichrist. Gross. Which, 
here's the Antichrist. Renee, me, and Liz. Hell yes. Yes. Some of the first people who used the term New World Order were Woodrow Wilson and Winston Churchill. I'm sorry. Wasn't Winston Churchill also a Freemason? Hmm. And isn't Woodrow Wilson the man who Hmm. wanted to create the United Nations? Hmm. Interesting. I'm stroking my my non-existent beard right now. (laughs) So they used the terms to describe the world after World War I and World War II because there was a drastic change in global balance of power started throwing out new world order and how it, it you know you know how you know how it was you know mm-hmm. it was a crazy ass fucking time then you had fucking hitler coming out of nowhere and being like i'm gonna take over the fucking world too like what <laughs> but i'm gonna do it while killing millions of people yeah. are you guys okay with that and they were like, yeah, just stay in your own country. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. And they were like, cool, well, we're not okay anymore. Well, then you got to die. And then he was like, bang, bang, I'm dead. But was he? <laughs> the, only thing hit- the only thing Hitler ever did right was to kill Hitler. Mm-hmm. Unless he's on the secret island with Tupac and all the others who aren't really dead. Paul McCartney and <laughs> Tupac's mom. And- Tupac's mom was a Black Panther. If Adolf Hitler was on the same island as Tupac, he would have already stabbed him in the <laughs> eye with, like, coconut bark by now. You Hitler? Oh, you're Hitler. Hmm. So, there's the 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 weird society part of the Denver International Airport and the conspiracy theories. It, it's apparently the headquarters for the Freemasons, the Illuminati, and... It's also where you can go and talk about New World Order. You know, pick which one you want to be in. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They all come intertwined, connected somehow. It's got everything. It's got everything. It's like Stefan from Saturday Night Live when he's at the <laughs> Denver International Airport. It's got demons, aliens, a demonic blue horse, which... Ooh, creepy murals about Nazi concentration oh. camps. Oh, my. So there's this giant blue Mustang that stands tall outside of Denver International Airport. Um, it's it, locals refer to it as Blucifer. Other mm-hmm. nicknames, other nicknames it's been given: Satan Stallion, Denver's Demon Mustang, and Diablo. Dia- the D I A part being capitalized for mm-hmm. Denver International Airport. If you didn't know, Dia. Um. Probably because of the demonic look of the horse and the reds and the red eyes that seem to be glowing, um, and I'm going to refer to him as Blucifer throughout this entire episode. So, Blucifer was commissioned in 1993 for the Denver International Airport. The thought of putting this big ass blue devil horse in Denver was initially meant to represent the American Wild West, but due to legal problems, security issues, and someone involved with the art piece dying. Lucifer was not installed until 2008. The sculptor that was chosen uh, to sculpt Mr. Lucifer was Louis Jimenez, and initially he was paid $165,000 of $300,000, but he apparently wasn't working as fast as the city of Denver wanted him to, so he kept missing deadline after deadline after deadline, and the city of Denver took him to court. And what they eventually ended up having to do was pay $650,000 for Lucifer to even be built. <laughs> they fucked up. Jesus. Yeah. 
After Jimenez started working on Blucifer in 2006, a large section of Blucifer fell onto his leg, crushing it and severing an artery. And this actually turned fatal, and so the work was eventually finished by Jimenez's son. Sons. When Blucifer was finished, he weighed 9,000 pounds and stood tall at 32 feet. The reason for Blucifer being blue came from an old myth about a stallion that was kind of a leader among his Mustang friends. He apparently had a blue coat and red eyes, and sometimes when you were high enough while watching the blue stallion, he would take off and fly, which is one of the reasons why they thought this blue stallion would be perfect in front of the airport. <laughs> Uh, and the red eyes are supposed to be like they're like LED eyes or some shit. Well, sure. but yeah, they're red because of uh, something to do with the Wild West. Sure, yeah. that's what I'm saying. This thing sounded cursed uh, from the beginning, like legal yeah. issues, uh, artery being crushed, people being pissed off because of seeing his underbelly. You know, I don't know. It's yeah. He he should not have, just like Frankenstein's monster, he should not have been created. So, there you go. You got this big-ass blue demon horse standing in front of it. You got the possibility of being able to join a club while you, you're going to the Denver International Airport. And while you're picking up your bags, you got these beautiful little mur- murals that are painted on the wall. One is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. And the other one is called Children of the World Dream of Peace. Mm-hmm. There's four total. Right. And half of them are, two of them are incredibly creepy mm-hmm. and two of them are mildly hopeful. Yeah. Plus you have gargoyles, right? By baggage claim. Exactly. Which are, according to the Denver airport, they are roughly the size of a five-year-old child, mm-hmm. which does nothing to dispel child sex trafficking rumors. Mm-hmm. Because... It's another case of Americans will measure anything, or, or will, Americans will measure stuff with anything but actual measurements. Mm-hmm. Each piece seems to tell a story. As Renee said, one half of, or like two parts of it, uh, seem pretty scary and unnerving, and the other parts are beautiful and peaceful. Um, it's said that in peace and harmony with nature symbolizes environmental destruction versus environmental healing because there's like burning trees behind them and it's like crazy. The fires, the forests. Oh my God. I predicted the future of what's happening out West, which by the way, Jesus, so mm-hmm. sorry to anybody who's on the West coast. I hope you're good. Yeah. Please take care of yourselves. Yeah. And if you have time, firebomb the Nestle headquarters because this is partly their fault. Oh, okay. And then the other part of it is uh, they're smiling and they're like bringing food to somewhere. And it's, and then, so it's really scary in one part and then really happy in the other part. Um, and in Children of the World Dream of Peace, it depicts war versus peace, essentially. Um, yeah. And somehow these murals tie into the New World Order. It's all coming together. It's all it's all conspiracy all on top of conspiracy together. on top of conspiracy. It's like they just couldn't stop. They were like, well, you know what? What about this one? And this is what I think this is for. And then look over there. The Freemasons are here. Ooh, and look at that Blucifer outside. There's Satan inside of him. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyways, much like my former employer, Disney, the Denver airport has some mysterious underground bunkers and tunnels. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so the theory behind this is uh, that hidden beneath the airport's underground baggage transport tunnels is a secret bunker and or series of bunkers and tunnels designed to house billionaires and global political elite in the event of an apocalypse. Nice. Also, there is um, apparently some evidence that reptoids and aliens have been down there or are still down there. Possibly. They're waiting for uh, October to come. So it's like their turn on the on the 2020 bingo card. <laughs> they're like, are we good? We're waiting and then that. they're like, you're good. And then they slowly lift them up on a pedestal with like a smoke machine, mm-hmm. like a concert. They just come out of Lucifer's stomach like he's birthing them. Oh, my God. Yes. So contractors who originally worked on the airport, which went $2 billion over budget and opened 16 months behind schedule. If those two things don't make you go, hmm, think again. Okay. If something is a year and a half almost behind schedule... And they spent a mysterious $2 billion extra dollars that we cannot account for. Chances are there's some slick shit going on in or under that airport. So the contractors reportedly saw evidence of bunker entrances in unexplained tunnels. A multi-million dollar automated baggage system also did not work as designed, fueling doubts about the intent and scale of the construction. Alien drawings have appeared on the walls, and blurry footage of lizard people have appeared on conspiracy websites. I'm just saying, it's not a coincidence. <laughs> There's not like, oh, what, Katie? The reptilians. <laughs> reptilians. That's it. That's what you're laughing at. We're back to, <laughs> We're it back all to reptilians. It keeps coming back. Huh. <laughs> So there's 470,000 square feet of underground space. And I just feel like that's a bit much. Probably because there is also apparently a tunnel that goes from DIA to the Vegas airport underground. And didn't they also discover like a bunch of kids underneath the Las Vegas airport like four years ago or two years ago? I read. I'm sorry. I read oh, that really? Somewhere. Yeah, that's crazy. Look it up. Just look up like kids found tunnels, Vegas, something. It's there. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I would be willing to bet. I can't say this for sure, but I would be willing to bet a couple dollars on the elite bunker theory being true. Denver, like geographically, is in a place where, mm-hmm. like, if there was a nuclear bomb. Or, like, a tsunami or, like, something cataclysmic. Like, Denver is located somewhere that wouldn't super be affected. And it's, like, a mountainous and valley. Mm-hmm. Valleyous? Valium? Va- I need a valium. There's lots of mountains. <laughs> There's lots of valleys. <laughs> and I just feel like that would be a really good place to be, like, in the apocalypse. I just think it makes a lot of sense, like... Why wouldn't George Soros go to Denver underground while some shit hits the fan? 
um, I will talk about a situation where that might have possibly happened with a I think I know what you're going to talk about, and I'm not going to spoil it. And you son of a bitch, you're right. And what's even more sketchy is ever since 2016, coincidence, I think not when the world went to shit, the Denver airport has like super played Mm -hmm. into this. Like they have like fake artifacts on display, like a fake museum that's like, making fun of the conspiracy theorists and like sometimes the airport workers wear alien masks it's so fun because they just embrace it apparently the guy who is like in charge of the airport right now just loves to embrace it 2016 (laughs) to start acting like that they're they're showing their true reptilian (laughs) reptilian Terminal D, Concourse B, Gate 32. Here I am, it's your pasta van. <laughs> uh, at Terminal D, I heard it's you like want some pasta. But they like hand roll pasta and alien masks. Yes. Why don't they do. My uh, my other <laughs> screenplay, The Reptalians. Like <laughs> stealing that idea from alien. you, Katie. <laughs> no. Oh yes. my god, Katie's mob wife. Please. Yes, everything will be. It'll basically be like dinosaurs, where everything will basically be exactly the same. They'll just be wearing uh, alien masks. That okay, well, don't I'm look calling it now. Basically. I am Mrs. Soprano. Like, we're I just am an go- alien mob wife. Okay, we're just gonna go and buy alien masks at Party City. But yeah, like I was saying, so there's not a whole lot because ever since people started like getting super super into the Denver airport, they've just been like, "Haha, we're trolls now." LOL. But too many people have seen like <laughs> people in suits going down somewhere sketchy, like people going in through the main entrance and then going directly underground. Like it's just very bizarre. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, yeah. Obviously, I've watched enough American Horror Story to know that when something goes wrong, rich people will always be fine. Always. Stop. Ways. Yes. <laughs> just like in in history, when there's wars, yes. rich people don't give a fuck. They're just chilling. They're having parties. They're having balls. They're fucking tweeting. Like, they're going to be underground from the bunker tweeting, like, LOL, heard an explosion. Hope y'all are good. (laughs) I don't know. I don't like it. That's all I'm saying is I don't (laughs) like it. And I know it sounds like I was underprepared, but I am finished. (laughs) There's just not a lot of info on the airport in general. It's all trolly. It's it's like trolls, Trolley? not the movie, but the people. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay, I can um I can go into my. I'm ready, Freddie. Stuff. So, just like when we were <laughs> researching the reptilian cult, I got to spend some time on some really weird websites this week. Mm-hmm. Well. The past two weeks. Some of the sources I used 
is an article called Nine Things That Prove Denver Airport is the Secret Headquarters of the Illuminati by a website called What Cultures. Is the Denver Airport really a hub for the Illuminati? By a website that's literally called Conspiracy Theories. A Vice article called We Analyzed Evidence That the Denver Airport is the Illuminati Headquarters. <laughs> and a source I'm not going to name because they're actually a really shitty site that peddles anti-COVID and QAnon beliefs. And I don't want to send them any additional traffic. They can go fuck themselves. But thanks for giving me yeah. your information. I said, you tell them, Renee. Dumbass motherfuckers. God, a, a bunch of adults getting trolled by 4chan nerds. Right. It's, it'd be hilarious if it wasn't so sad. Um, so given everything we've heard so far, we have to ask ourselves, is the Denver airport the secret base of the Illuminati slash New World Order? Or is it just a creepily designed airport? And getting my obligatory wrestling joke in by New World Order, I'm not talking the group in the 90s in the WCW. <laughs> Wolfpack. Um, thank no, you for the really courtesy funny. laugh. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. As somebody from Atlanta, I feel like I am contractually obligated to mention you are. You really are. WCW whenever, whenever um, possible. One mystery surrounding Denver International Airport is that it was privately funded and nobody knows who actually funded it. If you look into it, it says Denver International Airport operates as an enterprise fund, which is a governmental organization that operates as a self-sustaining business where revenues and expenses are recorded as incurred. No taxpayer money received by the city's general fund is used for Denver International Airport expenditures. So, like Katie said, there's that wonderful dedication stone, mm -hmm. which shows the Masonic symbol of the compass with the capital G. And underneath, it says it was commissioned by the New World Airport Commission, which, if you look that up, it doesn't actually exist. So, we have no idea who funded this airport. Right. And, of course... The New World Airport Commission could very well be a reference to the New World Order. That New World Airport Commission did exist in 1994. And then it just disappeared. That's yeah, then it just disappeared. Yeah. Sneaky. And like Katie said, the dedication ceremony was March 19th, 1994. And conspiracy theorists have claimed this date adds up to the number 33 which in Freemasonry is the highest level of power. So interesting, considering the airport didn't open until 95. Damn. Many people question why it was built in the first place. We already said mm -hmm. it was kind of built in the middle of nowhere. And there was already an airport six miles from the city, whereas the DIA is located around 25 miles outside of the city of Denver and sits on a massive 33,531 acres of land, yeah, making damn. it yeah, it is the second biggest airport in the world. God. And, and it is literally in the middle of nowhere. It's surrounded by emptiness, yet travelers and Denver residents report that there's an overwhelming number of cars in the airport parking lot as far as the eye can see. 
Also, many of the parking lots require special access cards to park in. Doing the math, the numbers of cars you see are not proportionate to incoming and outgoing travelers, workers, employees, flight attendants, construction people, etc. Also, there are various unmarked buildings and underground areas that have been spotted near the airport's property. So we've talked about the underground tunnels, Mm -hmm. which now maybe lie idle, but probably don't. Because many people believe they are, in fact, part of a huge buried city beneath the airport. According to conspiracy theorists, this space is either occupied by the shape-shifting lizard aliens who make up the upper echelons of the New World Order, a future Nazi prison and concentration camp, or an underground bunker designed to save all the most important people in the world when the apocalypse finally comes. Shit. The last theory was given some credence when then-President Barack Obama, I do have in my notes parentheses, pause to cry a little, (laughs) visited Denver Airport in 2011. He just happened to arrive on the same day that Comet Alenin came within 22 million miles of Earth, a very near-miss in astronomical terms. If it had struck us, it's likely that most of the life on our planet would have become extinct. So was Obama's appearance at that exact moment at Denver International Airport purely a coincidence? Or were his minders, with their intimate knowledge of these secret bunkers, being extra cautious with his life? We talked a little bit more about how the DIA has, you know, very much, they're very open about the existence of all of the shit at their airport, and they've confirmed the existence of these underground buildings and tunnels. They clearly state that the buildings were not finished properly, and instead of demolishing them, workers were instructed to add more buildings on top to bury the existing ones. (laughs) So this is not, like, this is not a conspiracy theory that these things exist. They openly admit that they're here. Despite the murals, there's also some high strangeness in some strange markings etched on the floor that may reference biological weapons and the end of the world as we know it. Fuck yes. Oh my. One is a, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being like extra dramatic just, you know, for fun. One is a mining cart with AU and AG in its center. Airport authorities say this represents the chemical symbols for gold and silver, both of which were found in great quantities in Colorado in the late 19th century. However, conspiracy theorists believe it references something much more sinister, Australian antigen, which is a deadly strain of hepatitis and could potentially be used to kill millions if released. Other etchings are written in Navajo, which supposedly to reflect Colorado's Native American history. One in particular, which I'm not going to pronounce, well, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, but it translates to White Mountain in English. Conspiracists claim it's also a phrase from the language of the lizard overlords that secretly control the world. A scholar who claims to be a reptilian linguist analyzed this phrase and concluded that it actually means the Illuminati are waiting for a savior they call the Death Defier to turn up, and he or she will turn Denver Airport into a black hole of death. Is this like the movie? Is this like the Stephen King book slash made for TV Langoliers? They're going to be at the airport and all of a sudden their little, those little teeth thingies are going to come flying through the air 
and the airport's going to start actually, disappearing and descending into a black hole. Oh, God. I actually thought about Langoliers when I was researching this, so that's really funny you say that. Finally, and this I found particularly interesting, the airport named their terminal after a man called Elry Borge. I'm pretty sure it's Borge, but I'm going to say Borge. Elry Borge <laughs> Jeppesen, who was an American aviation pioneer noted for his contributions in the field of air navigation. One of his main contributions was developing manuals and charts that allowed pilots to fly a little more safely. He also founded the Jeppesen Company, which exists today as a subsidiary of Boeing Commercial Airplanes. And they acquired them in October of 2000. Mm. Interestingly, this is, where I, this is where I'm tapping my fingers together. <laughs> Interestingly, many military industrial complex corporations and the CIA appear to be in business with Jeppesen. Here is one particularly interesting case brought against the Jeppesen Company. The case of Mohammed et al. versus Jeppesen Data Plan, Inc. is a case brought by the American Civil Liberties Union on behalf of five victims of extraordinary renditions against Jeppesen Data Plan, Inc., which provided services for the CIA, which they used to perform renditions, which is the practice of sending a foreign criminal or terrorist suspect covertly to be interrogated in a country with less rigorous regulations for the humane treatment of prisoners. So basically, if you are in America, where torture is, for the most part, illegal, you take them to Abu Ghraib or Guantanamo Bay, where it's less strict. So this case was put forth on May 30th, 2007, and the five plaintiffs have been tortured in Morocco, Egypt, and a United States base in Afghanistan. The suit alleged that since 2001, Jeppesen provided support for at least 75 flights for the CIA's secret extraordinary rendition program, transporting prisoners overseas to be tortured. Thanks, George W. Bush and your terrible grandfather. The suit was dismissed in February 2008 on a motion from the United States government on the theory that proceeding with the case would reveal state secrets and endanger relations with other nations that had cooperated. On September 8, 2010, in a 6-5 ruling, the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit affirmed the dismissal of the suit, and the ACLU filed an appeal with the Supreme Court in December of 2010. And on May 16, 2011, the Supreme Court declined to review the decision of the Ninth Court to dismiss the case. So, This is only what we know about, so there's no telling how long Jeppesen Company has been working with the CIA. So could the naming of the terminal be a subtle nod to the CIA's involvement in the Denver International Airport? There's so many cool clubs to join here. I know how to ever choose. God damn it. It's like a... Box of Let's have our chocolates. Fun, cute, kitschy closing statements about how terrifying the government is and how they don't give a fuck about humanity. I have no doubt that if there's not a bunker at Denver International Airport, there are bunkers for somewhere sure. for for the rich elite mm-hmm. to go into when shit hits the fan. No. They will ruin the planet until we have nuclear fallout, and then they will hide there while the rest of us die. Don't forget to vote, everybody. (laughs) You might be scary and old, 
but he's not a racist motherfucker that we know of. Not, yes. Well, you know, he's, uh, he's willing to work towards affordable health care for everybody. That's all. And we have a great chance. We have a great chance of getting a Green New Deal passed. Yes. And he won't put a shitty conservative judge in in the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. Well, I just meant whatever fucking lady Trump's parading now so he can pretend like he believes in Do you guys know who he's parading around? Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Okay, so fun fact, the show The Handmaid's Tale was based on her church. Stop. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw an I saw an article about that, but I didn't read it. Sorry, but yeah, I know that show terrifies you, but yes. When you think it's a joke, Stop. it's a miracle. Oh, my God, it's becoming real. I don't know if he's, like, fucking well, with us. Well, I'm still going to Mauritius because I still see no problems with their country, and I've been doing more intense research and, like, actually talking to people that live there. Mm-hmm. That's still where I'm going. You're more than welcome to join me. Let's go. <laughs> uh, possibly. Let's tie a bow on on Lucifer. Lucifer. For one, would like to see DMs of anyone who's ever been to the Denver airport for longer than 30 minutes. I was there for like 30 minutes, so I don't. I can't say anything. I want to hear DMs or stories or emails or something from anyone who's had weird experiences in the Denver airport, seen the outside, seen someone go in a tunnel. I want you to spill your beans. For fucking real. Tell us about Blucifer. (laughs) Was there somebody working at the McDonald's in the airport that you think may or may not be an alien? It's okay to speak out. Anonymous. (laughs) You say the McDonald's? Yeah, in the airport. RTMs if you think you or someone that you know has been personally victimized by a sweaty airport alien, you just let me know. You may be entitled <laughs> to conversation. Uh, especially if you think they did something especially to your Especially if you think now you have mesothelioma. That's all I have to say. Kids. Nice. Yeah, so either vote. <laughs> Uh, if you think voting's not enough, I suggest you leave the country. Let me know if you have an extra room to rent. I'll give you back massages, foot massages. I'll cook you dinner. Um, <laughs> I'll have your babies. I'll walk your dogs. I'll deliver Katie's babies. Yes. Or if you don't think voting's enough, you can volunteer for phone banks. And nowadays, you can even do text banks <laughs> That's much more to cool. encourage people <laughs> to encourage people to go out and vote. You can also call your senators. Yeah. Our senators suck, but maybe yours don't, and remind them that they shouldn't be voting mm-hmm. on a Supreme Court justice right now. Can't wait Ooh. to vote Kelly Loeffler out because I don't know about you guys, but both of our senators downplayed the coronavirus Mm -hmm. while buying stock in medical companies. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's like to live in a red state, guys. Even if we're slightly more purple purple than we used to be. Newsflash for anyone who did not graduate kindergarten, purple isn't blue. But purple just might be enough for John Ossoff to win a seat. If you vote, please vote. If I see one more... 
fucking commercial on YouTube that's like, we can't afford John Ossoff. I'm going to literally throw my computer out the window. I'm just trying to watch Makeup Murder Mystery Mondays. Okay, kids. Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, Renee, let let us know how the Henry Zabrowski search is going. Uh, If you want me to post. Hell yeah. About him, just send me a cute pic and something that you would like for me to say, and I'll put the word out. Okay. okay. We shall see. We have we have one pers- prospective owner, but now he's trying to say he might not be able to take him for a little bit because he has to wait. If to I get could his just own get rid of like so, four we'll of my cats, then I would take him, but I can't and I won't. So I'm sorry. Hey guys, well we miss you That's and fair. we miss each other and. One day very soon we'll all be in the same basement with the spiders and Azorp Azorp. Eyeballs are still on the ceiling. We'll tell Papa Cat that I need her. And I miss her. I'll I'll take a (laughs) rapid test every week. I can't wait until we have them. I'll take a I'm test every week. Oh, there's a free testing site like right by my job. <laughs> just let me come back. I just want the rapid test because I honestly don't think we're going to have a vaccine for another. I want two years, eight months. Right. So, um, so it's just it's just going to be rapid testing where you can just go and get tested and find out in a few hours. That's what's that's the only thing that's going to reopen Agreed. this country. Yeah. In my opinion, which doesn't account much because I have no power. You have power. I just have a microphone and a dream. (laughs) Okay, kids. I love you guys. (laughs) Love y'all. I love you guys, listeners. I love each and every one of you. That sounded creepy. God made you special. Lucifer Mm -hmm. made you special. And he Mm -hmm. loves you very much. And he wants you to vote. Anyways, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> goodbye. Like to live. I just want to do God's will. Just to go. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people.